Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wait them legs up. Get rid of this day. Get rid of your nine to five. So what are we up to today then, I'll say? Well, just finally arrived at, um, at Glebe, finished the day at Kick It Out around about half past four and just arriving here at Glebe ready for our match today for Welling. Well, it took it, didn't it? So Mark, you're in the unusual position of being a chairman and a manager at a football club. How does that work? Well, I just wear two hats. Uh, I'm used to wearing a number of hats anyway. And, uh, you know, as chairman, you go to every game anyway. You go to most, because I love the, the football side, I would go to training sessions when I could. And instead of paying somebody else to do the work that I've got a lot of experience in doing in the past, uh, we've had to look at uh, cutting our budget this year anyway. Uh, we've got to live within our means. And uh, it's common sense, really, certainly business sense, for uh, to utilise the resources within the club, within the hierarchy. So we had Gary Fury, who was academy director, is now football director as well as academy director, and I'm doing the management job as well as being chairman, and that's just business efficiency, really. So is this a full-time job for you, then? No, I, I run a recruitment business as well. So, um, but we don't train every day. Um, but there's no doubt that it takes up a lot of time, And but it's my love, and uh, has been all my life, the passion for football, and you know my escape from my real-life recruitment business is, is football. And uh, the fact that you know I can impart my knowledge and be directly involved with the football team is uh, you know what I love doing. I did it for 10 years at Bromley Football Club. Helped them go from... When I joined them, we, the first year we got promoted from the Ryman Premier League to the National League. Uh, and uh, by the time I left, we were h- halfway up in the in the National League. I got them promoted to the National League. And um, all the infrastructure at Bromley, uh, I'd like to think that I played a, a massive part of, got planning permissions, helped them build their new stands. And uh, it's now time for me to do it uh, willing for my for myself. How far can you say Welling then? Well, um, 
my ambition was to take Bromley to the Football League. And, uh, you know, we're now on a new journey with Welling. And, you know, we're, we're a long way behind Bromley. But, you know, if I've got my health and we've, uh, we've certainly got the determination and the ambition uh, to one day take uh, Welling certainly back to the National League. And who knows, uh, you know, one day we could be a, a Football League club. Rocky, Someone who works in non-league and just scraps the stop, 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 stop. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's pressure. Part time. So, how's things, Willow? Yeah. Pounds are coming here, mate. That's what pays the fines. <laughs> what time are you, boy? Pounds are coming to change rooms. Half six. Pitch is looking nice. Um, I'd like you if you do your shuttles and any of your pesters work off the pitch. Yeah, of course. I live in Brighton, Port Slade. Um, Takes <laughs> takes a little while, but um, I was doing it last season as well. Um, I've got used to it now. Um, but yeah, yeah, Brighton. I travel from Brighton. Yeah. Do you work as well? Yeah, I am. Um, I I am. Um, I'm a personal trainer. I do uh, coaching as well. I do coaching more than personal training. I enjoy coaching a lot more. I do uh, one-to-ones as well with kids. Um, yeah, and I'm looking to actually um, start in a school in September. So yeah. Yeah. What time do you reckon you'll be home tonight? Uh, hopefully half 11, 12. That's pretty good going. Yeah. I mean, how knackered are you, obviously, when you do a day's work and you've got to travel, you know, a couple of hours up to London during rush hour, probably? Um, to be fair, I think, well, I take the train because I find it a lot easier because, obviously, traffic, you never know with traffic. But obviously, you never know with trains, but I feel like... I can definitely depend on trains more than six o'clock traffic, you know? So, um, but feeling tired wise, because I've been doing it for a little while, my body's quite used to it. Um, I think I would say after games, I'm knackered because obviously I have to think about, oh, I have another hour and a half journey home. So um, that's when I'm properly knackered because I, I love the game still. Um, so when I'm coming to a game, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing. It doesn't matter if I'm tired or not. The groundsman would rather not play tonight, I've got to be honest. Okay. Right. Because the, the, the last summer was so dry. Yeah, it that was. The, the six yeah, box hasn't knitted as much as you'd like. Okay. And I've, so, got, I've so. got about 75 games scheduled. So what do you do away from Welling? Because obviously this is just a part-time setup. Away from Welling, um, I work full-time at a restaurant. Um, uh, the restaurant is in, um, it's called Pavilion and it's in Richmond. And I work full-time there and I work Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday. And along with Welling, I mean, along with my restaurant work, I also, you know, try to get in the gym as much as I can. Because obviously, like you said, Welling's part-time. So you still have to keep in shape, just like the boys and the professional clubs are doing. So yeah, I try, I try to do my best to balance everything. How hard is that? It's quite tough, actually, because with my work, I finish quite late. Being a restaurant, I finish really, really late. So I get home around 10. So when I get home, I need to quickly rush to the gym. You go at 10 p.m. at night? Yeah. 
have to go in the gym really, really late. I do like, not a quick session either, I do quite a long session. And then once I'm done, I need to get in the bed quickly so I can wake up in the morning for, for work the next day. Sounds like, you know, work, train, sleep, repeat. That's, that's right, that's right, that's right. And yeah, at the moment I'm balancing it well, but yeah, just, just got to keep grafting really. Are you hands on this here? No, the only thing I'm hands on, we've got quite a good budget this year. Yeah. Uh, quite a good budget. So all I've said to the guys is, absolutely, the team is yours. Mm -hmm. We want promotion. Mm -hmm. If you fail to get promotion, then do you agree that's fair? Because the, because the budget they've yeah, got. Yeah. I said, and also, I said, like, I want it far more professionally run. Okay. I don't want the lads and to go away for state weekends and to go away. <laughs> if they do, I said, the first one that does it sex, I'll tell you that. Okay. So, Mark is the manager and owner and then you have um, his two assistant coaches. So, Hugo Langton is the the head coach and then I assist him in the delivery of the training sessions and the tactical work that we do through the week and then match day is sort of where Mark comes into his own and, and does his thing in the dressing room, picks the side and, and leads the team. We've got, a, we've got a good squad, we've got an experienced squad that have that have had good success at this level before so it's, there's a lot of familiar faces and uh, we've had a, tough, a couple of tough games recently against the likes of Bromley and Charlton or you know, in divisions higher than us, but we've acquitted ourselves well. And we've got two and a half weeks before the season begins, and so far, so good. Yes, move on, move on. Yes, here we are. Yes, it's tough because we need trialists to sort of make sure we manage the players' minutes correctly. You don't want to start a season having some players already have played in 10 games. So we have to have a bigger squad so that we can play players a little bit less and make sure that we, they don't fatigue by the time the season starts. And for the trialists, it's an opportunity for them to get themselves signed at what is a good club at this level with good players, with an experienced manager, experienced staff and experienced players. I've been on trial at, um, at first when I got released at under 16s. This was 2017. I went on trial at Tottenham, Brentford, Barnsley, uh, Barnet, Ipswich, and Wolves. How old are you? I'm 18. It's quite frustrating. Um, for me, I just want to be at a permanent place. That's that's what, that's what every player, they want to be at a permanent place. For me, I've trialled at numerous clubs up and down the country. and. In my opinion, and in the opinion of others also, um, I feel like I should be, I should be somewhere, but it's just the situation I'm in, and I just hope that you know, in the next upcoming weeks, I'll get a contract here or wherever suits me best. Obviously, when you kind of go into these dressing rooms here, there, and everywhere, especially in pre-season, are you you know how many other trialists are in there in the same boat? And there's quite a few actually. There's quite a few trialists at the moment. Um, but they're all they're all pretty good, and they're all working hard to get a contract. That's all we want. We all want to do, so that you know we can get a lot of game time. You know, the more game time, the better. So yeah, that's what we're all trying to do. And what's it like that relationship dynamic between trialists? A bit competition, or do you support each other? For me personally, when a new trialist comes, I like to make them feel welcome, because it's never nice going into a dressing room and no one's talking to you or. No one, you know, everyone's giving you, you know, the eyes, what should I say? But yeah, just try to make them feel welcome. The eyes, is that when people are sizing each other up? Yeah, yeah. When a new trialist comes, from experience, 
the eyes is like our oh, new competition basically isn't it? and not everyone enjoys competition but me I like to make them feel welcome and how would you describe the dressing room in three words um, ambitious um, strong and together yeah, well, they should be getting close to, to full match fitness because, as I said, we start in two, two and a half weeks. So we'll be looking to get players close to 90 minutes and uh, we'll assess it as and when they reach that point and decide what we need to do from there. I think that the idea of the non-league player with a, with a beer belly and a, a fag and a cup of tea at, at half-time, I think those days are gone. And most players now will do a bit of work outside of the work that they do at the club. Quite a few players these days are, are personal trainers. And if you look at most of the players now, you can see that they're in good shape and look after themselves. And if they have any ambition to move on, especially the younger players, it's essential that they do more away from the club. Yeah, I think these players are lucky though. I don't think they um, don't think they've gone through half of what we had to go through, the trauma that we had to go through in pre-season. But things change, and the main thing is it's about getting fit. So whatever way you need to get fit is is fine. Every club has it has it done a different way. Um, but as long as they're ready to go on August the third, that's that's all we care about as a staff. I think for some, I think if you're a young player and perhaps you're still living at home, then yeah, I think it is money that you can survive on. As I said, if you have ambitions to be a professional, you could, and I've seen this before, you could choose to join a gym and make make sure you're in the gym every day. And then on the back of that, you have your, your training sessions during the week and you're geared towards getting your body in the best condition to play at a, a higher level. If you're a bit older and you've got a family and a mortgage, it's a little bit different. So you would need to supplement that with a nine to five. So it just depends what stage of your life you're at. You know, it's, it's not been unheard of for players at this level to earn up to £2,000 a week. That's that's not unusual. It's 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 not something that's common, but it's something that I've definitely heard before. And, you know, that can go down to some players playing for free. So it, it depends how lucky you are and, and what the owner's prepared to pay you. I think the influence can still be there because of the relationships that you build with the players. So what I try and do is I try and make sure that I get around the players to make sure that they're, that they're happy, that they're improving, that they understand what, what we need to do. And if they're not doing what we would expect, then I can go back to them and say, remember that conversation that we've had, make sure that you're still doing these things. So I think there is a way, but it's all about your, your personal relationships to influence what they're doing. What I try to do, I'm very fortunate that I've been a professional, I've played at, at all levels, so I can directly relay my experiences to them and say, listen, I know how you might feel in this instance because I've been in that situation too, but just to let them know that I have some empathy towards them, I have some feeling towards them and that I'm on their side and that there's might be one or two things that they can do to help them back in the side, but in the meantime, they still have to be a good uh, teammate and that their leadership and their experience is valued as part of the group. You can just hang the shirts up please in number order, that'd be helpful. And uh, shorts and socks please. Is that a tradition? You've, you've seen it used to be a tradition for the youngsters to get the kit out, I don't know if it, I don't know if it still is. There's a tap just here I'm told. Just as long as we're in number order if we can, so 
Yeah, so sh so if you can, get the numbers showing or at least have them in number order. Oh, yeah. Thank you. This is a nicer dressing room than, than some I've been to, I can assure you. Um, having worked at Glee before, I know they've got really good facilities here. So it's a nice game for us. It's, it's nice and local. It's a, it's a nice day. The pitch will be good. And uh, yeah, interested to see how, how we go tonight because we've got some players that haven't played for a while. We've got a few younger players in the squad today as well. So it will, it will be interesting to have a look. Well, as, as we're at an away ground, there will be no sort of set seat that people will sit at just because we, we, we won't be here again this season either. So players will just generally sit next to a shirt number that corresponds with their position. And yeah, that's, it's, it's pretty much first come, first served otherwise. Yeah. Any superstitions? For me, I used to, I used to have a, a couple. I used to always put my right boot on first. I always used to step onto the pitch with my right foot first. I would generally only put my boots on when I'm just about to go out. So I had a few things that I used to do, but ultimately it was more routine than superstition. It wasn't, I didn't think if I didn't do them, something bad would happen. It was just yeah. routine. Have you seen some strange ones over the years? I'm trying to think. Nothing too outlandish. I think nowadays you see a lot of players do the old Hail Mary before they go on the pitch now, and even though they're not even religious, but <laughs> you see a lot of that. So they can, if it, make, if it makes them perform, no problem. Yeah, and what about nicknames in the dressing room? I haven't got any great ones, to be honest. Most of them are just variations of, of somebody's name, but there's, 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 no, there's no real quirky ones. Like we had, we had a really good one from a, a youth player that, I played with back in the day. His name was his name was Chris Cerrone. So his surname was Cerrone, and then from that came Pepperoni, and then that got shortened to Peps. So we ended up being called Peps, which was which was quite good, and it's still stuck to this day. So yeah, there's there's I don't, I'm not sure the same level of wit is 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 <laughs> as is as what it was. Hi, my name is Xuse D2 Bizima. Where were you before Welling, by the way? Before Welling, um, I was previously at Palace, Crystal Palace. I was released at 16, and in the last two years, that was in 2017. And in the last two years, I've just been on trials. I've previously played for Dutch Hamlet also, and also other teams as well. Obviously, look at the setting we're in now. We're a million miles away from Crystal Palace. What's, what's that been like? Um, at first, it was quite tough, because me, originally, I just wanted to um, continue to play in the league. But I found that um, playing non-leagues is a much, much better for me. Because um, when, you're, when you're playing first in football, you're a lot more valuable than an academy player. So, yeah, that's a lot better for me. And how have you found men's football? You know what, um, I think I've settled in quite quickly, actually. Um, the physical aspects of it, I'm still getting used to. But I definitely think my technical ability allows me to, you know, still showcase my, my skills. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. You'll be hearing pop music, hip hop music. I think the UK stuff is going quite well right now, the UK scene. So you'll be hearing a lot of that Stormzy. Uh, Ghana, um, Migos, definitely will be hearing that. So we're waiting for the players to get ready. We're in the spare dressing room. 
smell of BO lingering from the vests. <laughs> We're drinking tea from polystyrene cups. This is proper non-league, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is definitely non-league. I think it's not for the faint-hearted at times. Some of these bibs, they'll never get washed, and people will laugh about the fact that they that they don't get washed. Thankfully, as a member of staff, I don't have to wear um, these bibs. But for these boys, unfortunately, sometimes they'll have to wear a smelly bib. They'll have to change in a dressing room that's really tight. They'll have to go into a bathroom that you wouldn't put your worst enemy in, and that's just part and parcel sometimes. Yeah. What about um, we've just heard there's been a kit malfunction you haven't got enough shorts well again on um, at this time of the season because we will have slightly more players than we would normally on a, on a normal match day and at this level it's only five subs so you'd have a 16 man squad and today I think we've maybe got 18 or 19 players so we need extra kits and we've actually had to bring two sets of kits which has been kept in a different bag so players are messing around first come first served on the kit so again it's just another example of you know what it's like at this level at this time of the season and what about the music in the background who's in charge it's a funny one with this place last year believe it or not i was doing the music because a lot of the players they don't have a lot of confidence in playing their own music because they normally get hammered Luke has decided to put on some 70s disco, which I don't mind, but I'm sure a lot of the players will be thinking what on earth is going on. Just talk me through the physio room, because we've just been next door. Plenty of players in there, plenty of chat about formation, you other players. What goes on in there? Um, just obviously just normal banter. It's not always talking about football, but um, yeah, just the physio room. Obviously, just about getting yourself right for the start of the game. Um, and yeah, obviously just trying to talk to the teammates and trying to think of patterns of play you want to play during the game. Um, but yeah. You're coming back from a bigger gym right now, am I right in thinking? Yeah, um, I've done my cartilage in my left knee um, last October. Um, yeah, so I had a microfracture surgery um, and I was out for the rest of the season. Um, and I come back last week against Charlton and uh, played 20 minutes and that was my first game back. In normal circumstances, in, before a, a league game or a precious game, it's very frustrating when a player that you had written down on the team sheet was going to start, can't start, because you might have prepared for that during the week. Even though we only train on a, on a Thursday night, we do work on the shape and, and uh, we prepare well as if we're a professional club. And uh, and we are. I mean, at the end of the day, the players get paid, and it's a business. And uh, so we always prepare very well. So it is very frustrating if something changes, but that's football. And uh, you know, during the game, you have to make changes. So before the game, yeah. it's no different. Go 
We've got now we've got for Aaron up there, we've seen about his pace, alright? So don't be afraid to put little balls in behind and stuff as well, okay? Look, we all understand work, alright? But listen. Whilst I agree with a lot of what you said, Roots, this, that and the other, different half now, different formation. Just fucking, everybody just relax, okay? Everyone's, everyone's uptight, everyone's wound up, so people don't want to be, I don't know, all right? Whatever it is. Four, four, diamond two, get the ball, just do your thing, all right? Go and win this half, go and do your do. The only criticism I will have, all right, is that there's too many fucking times, and I said this before the game, all right? When we lose possession high up the pitch, too many people either feel sorry for themselves because they've given the ball away, or they're fucking walking back. Alright? This is where now I keep saying to you that those of you that have been in training with us all season as well, it's always just about you what you're thinking. If you're gonna think, oh fucking poor me or this, that and the other, then you won't you can't you can't expect to play on August the 3rd. I don't give a fuck who you are, alright? What's my job? Where should I be? What should I be doing? Alright? Go and win this half, go and play your football. So what did you make of that first half? I thought it was poor. I think we conceded early and that gave the opposition an opportunity to get a foothold in the game. I don't think we really got to grips with their number nine and their number ten, um, their two strikers. And what, what that's done is enabled them to get a foothold in the game and believe that they can actually get something out of this game. We were sloppy in midfield. We're not working hard enough to win the ball back. We don't look like a team who is however many divisions above they are technically or physically which is disappointing but um, we do have a number of players that haven't played for a while we do have a number of young players and hopefully the second half is, is a lot better we're seven minutes in so let's hope we can get a couple of goals back and uh, give a good account of ourselves The young lads as well have come on from the academy, well done. All right, so now we go to Saturday, we'll be in touch tomorrow, obviously in the group and this, that, and the other. All right, make sure you have a nice stretch and warm down. Can make sure all the kit goes into the baskets. Oz. So full time 3 1 to Glebe. What's your thoughts? I think from where we were in the, in the first half, we, we probably couldn't have got much worse. Second half, we created a, a few more chances. We started to grow into the game. We scored a really good goal. Technically, it was a really good goal. Great pass from Montel into Prez and, and Prez stuck it away. Disappointed to concede a sloppy penalty, bundled someone over in the box. A few youngsters came on and it was, it was nice to see them play and good to see that there's some, some good talent underneath. So it's, it, it's a mixed night. We did not perform to the level that we are capable of, but there are some decent performances from the young boys, as I said. 
I thought Aaron up top worked really, really hard and looked lightning razor sharp, which was a really good positive. And, and I'm going to go and tell him, actually, because I haven't told him yet. I need to go and tell him how good I thought he was in the second half. But overall, fitness exercise, the score isn't everything. The performance and fitness is what's most important. We've got a load of senior players coming back on Saturday for the game against Dover. And it's another piece of the jigsaw in. We will discuss as a staff what we think we can do better and where we think we're at. And yeah, as I said, countdown begins two and a half weeks and it's, it's all go. It's 10 p.m. now. <laughs> How long have you been on the road for today? I usually set out about half past eight. So yeah, we're still going. I've got to make sure that the, the, the changing room is nice and tidy now. I've got to go into the bar and make sure I see everybody that I need to see. And then I'll be making my way home. So I'll probably get home, if I'm home for 11, that'll be good. I don't think I will be home for 11, but home for 11 would be good. And then it's back in the office tomorrow morning. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.